because they made it sort of in my backyard in beautiful Rosemead, California, before they moved it to San Bernardino County. Because you grew up in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Which is why you're not used to traditional Polish apartments. Uh, apartments? Or like... Uh, oh, things. Yeah. yeah. Places you go where you expect them to be modern, like Yolk co-working. Mm-hmm. Would you call Yolk modern? Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. What, what would you call it? <coughs> I'm staying out of this. <laughs> it was, it, but clearly... Designed by Matt. We've got to be careful because he knows yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you put your heart and soul into this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we we I heard that this morning from uh, while talking to Will and Julio uh, that that they could see that we're really trying hard to like 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 we we really have no it's not 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 that we have a lot of skin in the game but like we're really trying hard like it's really visible of, of we're not tryhards i hope that's not what they're no saying. no no that, that 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 we're putting a lot of effort into this yeah what about the cow going on <laughs> that's rubbish <laughs> Welcome back to Yolk's Accidental Podcast from Yolk Coworking in Krakow. Uh, today, once again, unfortunately, we don't have Tom with us. Uh, he, he's <laughs> he's away, but uh, <laughs> we do have Max. Hello, and uh, we have myself. And uh, but last but not least, we have a special guest. Um, which I'm not really sure what, what to, to call, call you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, my name is Robert. Robert, okay. Um, but lots of people call me Desi. My surname's Desmond, Des, Desi. Yeah. So whatever you want to call me, you over there, that's fine. I, I like I like Desi because I like the Zs, and you kind of mentioned the Zs earlier. Yeah. The Zs. Oh, the th- exactly, yeah. yeah, please, correct. Oh, God, I'm outnumbered today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at last. The Zs. <laughs> That sounds like 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 some uh some like uh like country music girl band the Zets no maybe not all right <laughs> but 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 I I, I like the yeah j- just just stay quiet and make me sound <laughs> stupider than than just stupid you just put yeah. our mic levels down low and <laughs> it's like you're we're, all, to we're both muted actually <laughs> oh look my mum's calling oh get your mum on <laughs> I don't like her she's facetiming. I've never met your mom. That we can get her on. Oh, this is going to be pretty interesting. This is going to be a yolk first. Hello. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hello, Max's mom. Hello. (laughs) Can you hear? (laughs) Hi. Where's the control? Hold on. Ah, it's uh. Hello. Hello. There oh we go. Awesome. <laughs> Look at that. There's, There's three of us. us. You're literally three people <laughs> in a room. Three people in a room. Oh, what a, what a pleasant surprise! You're you're literally going to be on the podcast now. Oh my god! Hold on, hold on. Yep, you are being recorded. Oh no! Because I've got the most ridiculous question. <laughs> okay, maybe we can all answer. Can we all, we can all hear you. Yes, you can. Um, a new a new Mac Air laptop. MacBook Air, yeah. Silver or space grey? Space oh, grey. This is an important question. 
I, I, I went space gray. Space gray is the darker one. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this comes back to all the gear. No idea. Like I. You've got you've got a sixteen. Yeah, but like I don't care what it looks like. <laughs> if it gets you from A to B, it's good. So which color? Did which you one get? makes you feel good? Yeah, which one sparks the joy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd ordered the silver. Oh. And then <laughs> yeah, that's I think what that's Nick a fantastic did. choice. That's what Nick did. Oh, Mum, why didn't you get space grey? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but does the silver one have a fancy name? Like uh, No, it's just silver. It's just silver. Oh, I think they missed out on, on an opportunity. And it's the colour they've always done, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's this the is traditional colour. This is the space grey. That's gray. space grey, yeah. My, right. my, my, this, this one here is space grey. My phone is uh, space grey. You can see it. Look, <laughs> check it out. This is what happens. You get Whoa, lovely. a case and you can't see it. <laughs> and you get stickers from Paw Patrol. No, but, but I see go going silver is sort of going old school and classic. Oh, wouldn't you agree? Or is there it? is a classic element. Yeah. 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 Whilst we got you here, Max's mum, do you have any great embarrassing stories about Max's childhood? Yeah, please? yeah. Oh, we're making this. Yeah. Yeah. I think he wants them now. Oh, yeah. Any right. any that stand out that just come to mind. There's no pressure. It doesn't need to be. You know. Fleet walking back from fleet. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> All right, like, let's let's hear this. This is great. But okay, <laughs> let's hear this because I can add another layer to this. My friend who's even better. Yes, go his prom uh, party. I think at the end of college, um, they went to fleet for their prom dance booze up really i think and this is when you're eight, like 17 18 or after it's university seven, 17 i think okay right? 17 yeah and um didn't phone me to go and pick them up which was the usual case i was the taxi because it driver was about four in the morning <laughs> yeah so i woke up in the morning and uh there's no max but uh Apparently, he walked back. With you have to give a bit of context to where Fleet is in relation to... Uh... What is it, about five miles from where we live? Six miles? Or more? It's, it's, it's all uh, army land, probably, like all forest. Probably. Ah, yeah, yeah. So it's pitch black. Probably, probably a bit There's more tanks than that. rolling over the hills. There's maybe three roads into Fleet, and it's surrounded by this, this forest and, and, and kind of army yeah. training ground. All along the side of the airfield and everything. And, um, I had five pounds. I had five pounds, and uh, I got in a taxi and said, "I've only got five pounds." He said, "I'll take as far as five pound goes," and That's it nice happened to me literally in the middle of the forest. <laughs> and he stopped, <laughs> and I got out, and I had to walk the rest. But on the same night, my Scottish friend Pete, he also did the same thing, <clears throat> and he uh, he walked halfway. He got halfway in the middle of the forest, and he he was tired, so he went into the bush. Fell asleep. <laughs> he woke up and he got back to the road and he couldn't work out which direction was oh home. Oh boy. Oh no. Yeah. So then he walked another two hours and found himself back where he started. Oh. <laughs> Had to turn around and go back again. He got back home about 10, 10 o'clock the next morning. Great night. Didn't I meet you walking along the road with your shoes in your hand? Probably. But were you wearing high heels? Yeah, like, yeah, why, why, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why were you? Were you barefoot? Yeah, I probably had to 
blisters or something or, or were from you all the dancing or were you showing off your your socks <laughs> <laughs> okay so the general consensus then was space gray was it or uh, i think one of you said classic silver me was going silver I, I think this should be your choice. This this mm. will be your laptop. Oh, he's uh, so it, it should be your choice. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. That's why he's so good <laughs> at yoga. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I, you know, I would also think think about your day and, and how you use this particular laptop and, and, and think of the surroundings in which you use it and, and try to picture one laptop in its, in its color and the other color and just, just see what seems right to you. Are, are you okay. a bright and cheery person or are you no. a soulless person? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying I'm soulless because I've got space gray? No, I'm just picking on you. I'm just picking on you. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, right. Something I'm that you all need going to... to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Probably about 15 people. <laughs> if we're lucky. If we're lucky. Uh, all of us and our partners and the kids that we forced yeah, to listen yeah. to it in the car. Okay, I'm going to say goodbye. All right. It was a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, Max's uh, mum. See you soon again, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Uh, <laughs> I think this is a, a, a great uh, opportunity to, to talk a little bit more about our special guest. Uh, so, Desi, how, how are you here? Because uh, how did you get to Poland and all that? Well, like quite a lot of us Brits and expats, we mm. met a Polish bird. Um, so I met a Polish girl, lady, woman, uh, called Basha, Barbara. Uh, we actually met in Lvov okay, in Ukraine. Did you meet Basha before the bike ride? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, she was part of the inspiration. Oh, that's what made you do it. Okay. Oh, she I she was now. the whole inspiration. Because, really. yeah, I have read, read your book. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And I gave you a book. Yeah, I've got it at home. I should have brought it in for me now. I've got mm. a book for you in my bag. Ooh. Okay, so sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> um, Not questioning your own recollection. Of I, met, history, I, I met a Polish lady, uh, and we got on pretty well. And she had previously lived <coughs> in the UK and came back to visit. Mm. We got on very well when she came to back to London. And then I said, when am I going to see you again? Mm. Um, and she said, well, there's a bank holiday weekend coming up. We're going to the seaside in northern Poland. I'm like, there's a seaside in Poland? Okay. Uh, but I'd quite like to see you. So it came out for a long weekend, and we rented an apartment together. Everything was just like we'd lived together for years. Everything oh, wow. was so natural. Mm. It was really, really great. And I remember getting home to London and being like, if I don't go and see what happens, I'll always regret it. Definitely. And so... What were you doing at the time? I was a software developer. And I was working freelance actually for a company based in Israel. Mm. And so I was in London working remotely. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if Poland has internet, I can probably do my job. Does Poland have internet? Just about at that time, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all black and white. <laughs> it yeah. was still dial-up. They had no electricity, so you couldn't charge your laptop. <laughs> but th the internet was very good. Um, no, those were like the preconceptions I had on Poland. And um, Long story short... I decided that it would be a fun adventure to cycle from London to Poland. And it just so happened that Basha lived in Katowice, mm -hmm. which is 40 kilometers away from Oshiensim, Auschwitz. Mm -hmm. And I thought it would be interesting to sort of do a bike ride on a, not like a pilgrimage, but like an 
and with a purpose, a trip right. with a purpose. So cycle from London and actually follow the path of the liberation mm -hmm. f through the D-Day landing beaches across uh, to Paris, to um, through Luxembourg, across Germany, and stop in like places like um, the Palace of Versailles in, Par in Paris, where the World War I uh, treaty was made, uh, to stop in Nuremberg, where the trials were mm. in mid-Germany, uh, stop in Theresienstadt, in just outside of Prague, and then finish in Auschwitz. So it was like a very heavy World War II historical trip, ending in Auschwitz, and then it just so happened that there was this girl that I liked who lived down the road mm. in Katowice. That's how I came to Poland, on by <coughs> bicycle. Were you guys a long-winded answer for... No, 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 we, we like those, at least I do. Um, I, I was curious if, um, during your ride, first of all, was this your first ride, a uh, cycling ride of, of such a great distance? My, my first bike ride ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he only took the stabilizers off when he got to yeah. France. Um, no, uh, a couple of years uh, before I had randomly, because I had a couple of weeks in the summer, mm. vacation time, said, hey, let's cycle to Barcelona. That'll be fun. And just went. And so that was 10 days and about 1,000 miles. Mm. Whereas to Auschwitz, it was a bit more. It was like 1,400 miles. Mm. Um, so I was used to it. I, I mean, talking about meditation of running right. and this sort of stuff. Right. On the trip to Barcelona, I, I don't want to say like I found myself, but I found myself very comfortable kind of with myself in like by myself in the middle of forests, in the middle of France or whatever. Um, and I really liked that experience of just kind of being alone. Mm -hmm. um, I like people as well, but, uh, and, and I wanted to do it again and, and also have like a purpose of the trip because it was a bit random, like, oh, I just want to go south in Barcelona because why not? Um, so it was nice to have like a purpose on this trip of like understanding history and then also at the end getting to see this girl, thinking I would like yourself, come to Poland for like two weeks, mm -hmm. it would be fun relationship. And then I'd go back to London or whatever. Yeah. And then ended up staying. Well, you, that was eight years ago. Were you in touch with Basha during your trip? Yeah. 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 Every day she said, keep coming, keep, keep going. <laughs> you can do it. And what happened at the end of a trip? Because that's also quite an interesting story. Yeah. So, um, after t it, it, it took me 25 days and my head was a little bit like, I was, I was just constantly thinking about particularly the Holocaust and World War II and got to Kalavica, a friend of mine. I'd actually visited Krakow before, um, Jonathan Ornstein, who runs the JCC. And I said, hey, can I come join in the Jewish Community Center for a Friday night dinner? I don't really know anyone here. Mm. And I went along and I saw this Jewish community, particularly the survivors who had been through it and still stayed some have moved around and this sort of stuff um but they're sort of there on a friday night you know having a meal with people and enjoying life and there was a real contrast of like the history is really important but then you have today and you have to celebrate life and enjoy life today and so um that actually i went to the jcc quite a lot like most weekends we would drive to, from katowice and then talking to them we had this idea of, hey, my bike ride shouldn't end in Auschwitz. Mm. 
let's do like a charitable thing and raise some money for the survivors and do a bike ride from Auschwitz to Krakow. And what was really interesting about it was like the one of the main reasons I did the first bike ride was I wanted to tell people about what I had learned and experienced. Right. And most people sort of said, oh, I don't really want to go and I don't want to learn about that. It mm. sounds really depressing. Mm. But this idea of, hey, come, learn the stuff you should. We'll do the memorial stuff, which is, to me, the most important. But then the hook is like, we're going to have a great uplifting bike ride. Mm -hmm. But um, you haven't yet done it. But I'm signed up this year. Awesome. Yeah, is I'm it happening up. this year? Uh, we'll see. Maybe. That's um, why I signed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, so the hook is like, hey, let's do this really fun bike ride. Um, and the first year we had 15 of us. This is the ride for the living. Yes. And the first year was 2014, I think. I don't know. I feel old now. It's 2021. Um, and there were like 15 of us, and we raised some money for the survivors mm. to go on a trip to Israel, many of whom had never been to Israel. Mm. Lots had family there that they'd never met and this sort of stuff. And so after the success of the first year, we said, let's do it again. Um, and it grew to 85 people. We had a survivor from Auschwitz, who was liberated at 10 years old. Hmm. He said, I was liberated from Auschwitz and I had to walk the same route back to Krakow to, to find my family. And I'm gonna come with my kids and my grandkids hmm. and do the ride with you. Hmm. Um, that was Marcel Zielinski, who's who's joined us every year since. Hmm. Um, and he's now a very good friend. And every year it's grown. We've had more survivors join us. We've had Greg LeMond from from cycling. Yeah, oh, da wow. Dan from Nam. Dan from Nam. Yeah, he's a he was a pro cyclist for the Israel Israel. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I didn't know that was his nickname. <coughs> yeah, Dan from Nam Namibia. Ah, okay. Because he grew up there. Great guy. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been really cool. And la the last time we did it pre-COVID, I think there were 300, 400 people or something. Hmm. It's very cool. And did the did the ride for the living was that um, before or after the walk for the living? Oh, the walk for the living. Oh, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's something for everything. Um, so, because I met you last, just it was, it last. was, it was just January, January, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Last, just before lockdown. I actually, um, you were walking with Basha, and I come and came and met you sort of uh, along the route to take this some pictures. This is how good Basha is. She'll come with me on these crazy adventures and not that Well, night. because you did it the year before with, with Dan. Yeah, we've done it a few and times. And I met you at the end. Uh, and then last year... Yeah, of course, Dan we had pizza, Dan, didn't we? Yeah, pizza with, with Jonathan, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dan couldn't make it that last year. So Basha stepped up? Basha stepped up. So this is... Uh, so we, we basically did the same thing, but on foot. And it was about, I think, on the walking route, something like 70K-ish. Mm. Um, the idea, again, kind of... It's a memorial thing, but it's also... Like I, I remember that, um, when I went to meet you, you 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 looking like you were prepared for a walk like that. Yeah, Basha looked like she was going out for, she a, was for an afternoon. Jeans, she was wearing she? jeans and a, a jacket. Yeah, I was quite impressed. But she did the whole thing. It was like and duck off a water. And back. she'd she'd never done that big a walk before. I don't know if you ever have you done big distances. Uh, yeah, in the mountains. Yeah. How big distances? One hundred twenty. 120k in a day. 
Okay. Oh no no not not a day no not in a day. Ma- maybe. Twenty twenty in the mountains is my limit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great distance. That's yeah. a that's a full on challenge. Um, but you get past like the fifty k and you're like, okay, I'm kind of done now. My feet mm-hmm. are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Asha did no preparation. I was like, it's pretty hard. Mm-hmm. You should do. It. And she just did it on the day. She's like, yeah, it's, I'll be okay. She took normal boots, not walking boots. We'll put some. We'll put the images that I took in the description. Yeah, they were really cool pictures. You also kayaked with Viswa, right? Yes. When did that happen? <laughs> because this is a story that I actually, uh, uh, I was, as you know, I was um, organizing e-bike trips to, to Tinyets. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you were part of the story that I would give people because, you know, we would get to Tinyets and there would be the whole, you know, this is a Viswa and it goes from, you know, it starts in the mountains in the south and it goes all the way to the... And I've got a friend who's cut out it. I mean, that would be the whole story. Probably I was telling the completely wrong story because actually I don't remember we've really spoken about it. But why don't you tell us? Um, yeah, I think it was, I don't know, when I was young, I had all this energy and now I have two kids. I have much less energy. Well, no, no, I, I think your, your energy is just being redirected. Yeah, yeah that's something like that. Um yeah, it was like a the first summer in Poland, and I was like, that river looks really cool. So this cool. is before the bike ride. Yeah, before ride. No, so this is after I've cycled to Poland, and I ha- and I am quite fit after that, not like now. Uh, and I had all this nervous energy that I was like, I want to go explore Poland, and the river looks really cool. And where does it go? Oh yeah, to the sea. Oh, mm-hmm. how far is that? Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, we did a. Basha joined me for the first like five days. And we walked to we we'd previously done Risi. Have you done Risi? No. no. How have you guys not done Risi? It's really cool. It's the highest peak in Poland. Um, it's like a ten hour round trip from from the car park because you always <laughs> have to go to a car park, right? Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, the Tatra. You guys know this. The mountains the, are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think all mountains are beautiful, mm. but sure. Um, and then we so we no discrimination I, of mountains. Rocky snow, snow top, snowy, yeah. Some are a bit better than others, though. Yeah, yeah. they're all nice. And so the idea was to go from Risi, the top of Poland, to the bottom by the sea. Uh, And the easiest way to do that is by kayak along the river. I don't know. I'd always wanted to do a kayak trip um, and spent two weeks on a kayak with a tent packed on the back and solo. uh, Apart from yeah, the first five days to Krakow, Basha joined me. So we we like hiked and then cycled to where you, the river gets big enough that you can actually get on with a kayak. Where was that? I'm curious. Um, it was actually Gochalkowice. Gochalkowice. Uh, so the Wisła starts in a town called Wisła, uh, and it goes down and it starts to open up with the little I don't know what you call them estuaries or yeah, and then it goes down like a little waterfall every 20 meters. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it goes into a big lake at Gochakovica, which I think is a reservoir for actual water supply, which you can't kayak on. Uh, but straight after that, it goes into like a small stream and then it gets, as you know, in Krakow, it gets pretty wide. Is that near Pszczyna? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very close. Uh, I'm, I'm very familiar with Wisła and, 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 and the beginning of uh, the Wisła River. Uh, yeah, and, and when I first heard your story, I was just thinking like, God, kayaking seems that part seems like a yeah, nightmare no, we didn't because first of all, in, in some spots during the summer it's like ankle deep, 
and and secondly like sometimes every 50 meters you have that sort of weird waterfall kind of a, cool. a, a thing yeah which which also just doesn't sound like fun with a kayak but yeah no it's, it's pretty good um i mean it was it was just really fun there's so much nature and wildlife mm. um and when you get to places where there aren't roads next to the river it's so peaceful and really really nice um it does get shallow even mm. in in summer even when it's really the the widest part of the river that you do have to get out and just walk pulling the kayak along <laughs> scraping along the sandbanks they were bees cage free free range bees i know earlier you mentioned that you were uh, a software engineer um, are you still doing that or have you moved on to something else? So right now I have my own startup business called Leadsy, leadsy.io, L-E-A-D-S-I-E.io. It'll be in the description. Okay, great. Um, it is a tool for marketing agencies to easily get their clients' assets from like Facebook and Google sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and I've started it with a very good friend of mine who I met teaching other startups on accelerator courses all around the world um and we've been going kind of for a year and it's starting to take off and mm. my role is the software developer the tech guy as i always am um yeah that's what i do in previous lives or a few years ago we started a business called story terrace which makes books biographies for people mm. um so we have freelance writers who Go around and, and actually, it's through that I met you, wasn't it? Because I, you came to do a talk at one of uh, Richard yeah. Lucas's events. Yes, at, um, Enterprise Cracker Enterprise. Yes, Mondays. exactly. Um, you were talking about your experience with, uh, and all of the lessons that I've learned. Yeah, and, and mistakes I've made mostly. And that was, do you know, what, I think that was the only one I've been to. Because it event. was so bad that I, I depressed you about startups or something no no because i you were talking about cycling so i came and grabbed you straight all oh right and then like, you're like oh, oh, let's talk about cycling um yeah so i'm in the startup world and i've taught on a few accelerator programs in like the middle east in america in miami arizona um and i'm doing some more stuff in azerbaijan as like a freelance stuff soon which will be fun uh yeah. and, wh and what exactly do you teach on these programs Basically, all the mistakes that I've made, <laughs> like just lessons. Because were you a founding member of Story Terrace? Yes, yeah, co-founder and CTO. Um, and essentially, like, th there's a whole program on, on so it's um, the, the main one that I do is 500 Startups, which is a big global VC. And there's a main structure. Um, a lot of it is around, like, focusing on what is your priorities, making sure you don't try and do too many things. Um, making sure you understand your proposition, you talk to your customers, you understand the, the need behind the need, so behind what they're saying. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we have, like... Can we dive a little bit deeper into priorities? Like, yes. uh, can you uh, elaborate? Yeah, so um, if you're anything like me, you come into work and you go, I've got a lot of stuff to do, and you've got a list, maybe on paper or on a spreadsheet or, or in or, or most likely in your head <laughs> yeah uh-huh really <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now that explains some things 
And then you you might write it out. I don't know. I used to write it out sometimes, and I'll be like, oh, I want to do this today, without any real consideration of what impact that mm. was going to have on the overall goal of my life or my business or whatever mm. it is. Um, so so one of the easy structures that that we teach on the course is um, break it down into like constituent parts. Like how important, how impactful is this task to getting the goal that I want to get done? And you need to know that goal as well. You can't just be like, well, it, it could be I just want to have fun, but mm-hmm. um, okay, how does doing this podcast make you have fun? Oh, it's probably a nine out of 10. Okay, that's pretty good, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm having fun so far. Right. Yeah, yeah, good for sure. Um, and then- This is the longest we've ever been recording, so we must be oh, having I'm fun. I'm sorry. No, no, uh, and then kind of how urgent is something, right? Like, I would always find myself doing stuff that wasn't urgent at all, had no impact on the business, mm. and it's just a waste of time. You look back and you're like, oh, th- probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Um, whereas if you just break it down into and, and you list all your tasks and you give them each a score, that's one way to just put some something obvious comes to the top and you're like, oh, yeah, that's important, and I should probably get that done like today. It okay, I'm going like to do that. It sounds like triage, right? Where you're basically just saying like, all right, wh- who could I help and uh, wh- where could I move the needle the furthest? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And we forget that because when you just have a list in your head, you just go with the gut feel, which is mm. often wrong. Mm. And there's loads of like uh, frameworks around that. There's one called ICE, so impact, confidence, and how easy it is to do something as well hmm. i'm curious uh right now with uh leadsy right yes uh what are some of the challenges that you're running into or I- if there are any i uh, imagine that there are yeah there's always challenges it's so every kind of we we try and do like it, it's just me and johannes who are working on it and i would say weekly but it ends up being probably fortnightly and not as structured as we would teach and say, hey, you should probably do this in a structured way. He teaches as well. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's how we met, um, teaching in Kuwait, of all places. Mm. And uh, so, like, the the thing that we're focusing on now, well, it has been just getting people in the door and using our product. Um, And now we seem to have, like, a nice flow of people coming from Facebook ads. We were on Product Hunt this week. You shouted out on your social media. You will shout out... (laughs) <laughs> on your social media Definitely. about leadsy.io. It's yeah. been on the Slack. Yeah. Around the oak. Um And we seem to have a good influx of customers. And now, actually, maybe we need to change that focus to mm. be, okay, what, like, is there anything we can do to improve that onboarding experience and, and increase that conversion? Um, so, yeah, there, there are always different challenges. What type different of What type of business uh, would be a good fit for Leadsy? Um, typically... Either a freelancer who does marketing or an agency who does marketing on behalf of other companies. What happens is they need to get access to their Facebook page, their ad account, their Google Analytics, uh, maybe their Google My Business page to help manage that. And at the moment, it's a pain in the ass. Can I say that? Go for it. It's a pain in the ass to get. Um, Beep. And so we've just built a tool that basically allows you to share one link that the end customer clicks on. They don't have to worry about managing businesses in Facebook Business Manager, um, and immediately the agency has access. So it 
can save agencies hours mm. for each client mm. and it makes the whole process a lot more professional. Um, yeah. I know when I shared it in Slack, um, Tom, yeah, Mayor Tom was the first one to kind of put a little lightning bolt um, emoticon next to it. So basically, if you've had, if you've ever played around with Facebook Business Manager running ads, it's a nightmare. And anyone who's done that is like, ah, I can see how this would be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't, because you run a co-working space and you don't run ads, well, I, I did last year, and for me, it was always just like feeling around in the dark. Yeah. Pushing um, some buttons and see what happens. Yeah. So where where do you see Leedsy uh, in the near and distant future? So, despite my uh, work in VC, Johannes and I very clearly have defined we don't want to go and raise huge amounts of money. Mm. We want to keep bootstrapping it, and it's a fun project. We like working together. Um, the idea is to hopefully within the year get it to a stage where it's supporting us. Mm. Uh, financially and then we can go from there and and grow it maybe hire a few people to help manage and build more tools do you see this as a tool that may be acquired by someone bigger i mean that would be great yeah obviously uh but right now it's kind of about enjoying the journey i love working with him um we we both kind of have like this growth mindset Mm. i don't know i think you guys almost definitely have it where like something goes wrong and you're like oh I didn't, let me learn from that. Let's do it better next time. Um, And that's really, really great. When you start getting in bigger teams and raising investment, you get all the politics, which I've kind of burnt out from over the years. Now, working in a smaller team where where you do have some sense of ownership in in terms of um, the design of things and stuff like that, that's a, for me, it's an incredibly satisfying thing. Yeah. Mm. No office politics, and yoke. I mean, I'm sure you ha- you have some politics. some politics. So the, the bigger a team gets, Don't it always happens. It's <laughs> 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 okay. He can't hear us. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- the goal is just to grow it um, and hopefully support us, and that would be that would be ideal. And if if someone was to come along and buy it, then great. But otherwise, it. If it ticks over, it's monthly subscription. So if these agencies still find value in it, which they have done, like, and is this just in like the kind of, I guess, part of the onboarding process between an agency and and their client? Yes. Um. So typically, this process of getting access, you'll see an email, and it might take you a week to get back to them. Whereas now, it's just you click a link and it's done. Um. Because I, I I kind of like you know we use HubSpot right so for for a lot of our marketing and stuff so I see see that as a kind of a perfect example of a company which might say hey this would be a really useful tool in our you know bigger kind of infrastructure yeah definitely HubSpot if you're listening <laughs> oh yeah yeah actually Tom is is part of something he's connected to HubSpot yeah he's yeah. what got us into HubSpot he he purchases HubSpot <laughs> is that no, no, he's just he a, is what is he, he's like, like he's an ambassador? He's an ambassador consultant. Okay, so he gets a yeah. commission selling it to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but he didn't sell us it. He said, do you know what, for you guys, the free version yeah, is yeah. fine. I think they all say <laughs> that, don't they? That sounds like your kind of like <laughs> sales like technique. Salesman, yeah. like, <laughs> you guys are special. <laughs> I want a dedicated desk. I think you'll be fine with a Flex membership. <laughs> uh, That's a private joke, by the way. Here, here's thirty uh, trial days or demo days. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you use these this month, we'll just give you. Only yesterday we were having a conversation about me how's um, 
Salesmanship? Yeah, like or negotiating skills. skills. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I got 50 off of it. <laughs> Never At least you didn't pay more yeah. than they were asking. I have this as well because, I mean, I'm typically like the software guy sitting in the pack, not talking directly to customers. But mm. one of my mantras is like, no, actually, you should talk to customers because otherwise you end up, developers in a room will end up building something that people don't actually want. Um, but then customers will come to us and ask us for a discount and I'll be like, yeah, sure, like, whatever. I'm doing this because this is fun. <laughs> if you pay us, it's great. Uh, although now it's, yeah, we do need the money, so please pay. <laughs> yeah, I think sooner or later, it's, it's uh, you also need to sort of respect yourself and, and all of the, the sacrifice that you've put into the product and the service that you're pri providing. And, uh, yeah, it just does, doesn't do anybody any good if, if you're not able to sustain your business right because yep. that 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 you know giving something away from free it's just not gonna it's not sustainable but it's looking good so far i mean we're we're getting a new customer sign up every day and we should be at the paying ourselves what we would might be earning somewhere else uh within the next few months so that would be oh great wow. yeah that'd be really cool hopefully we could have you back in in a you know, I, I I don't know if it's if it's weeks or if it's months or whatever. Ho hopefully, uh, and and just to see the progress that you guys are making, maybe new challenges that you guys are coming across. Uh, talking about uh, oh, do we sell it to HubSpot or do we sell <laughs> it to Salesforce? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, then we'll help you guys pick out a nice island. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll follow in, the, in the Viswa River. We can offer you some <laughs> investment <laughs> opportunities. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can think of some. <laughs> Maxes of acoustic booths. <laughs> yeah, custom-made phone booths. I mean, we all need one, right? I think so. All, co all offices need phone booths now. Speaking well, I was thinking about the kitchen at home. I was thinking, speaking of boxes for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put the, put the kid on the bo in a soundproof box behind mm. the bike. So yeah, if you go over like too many bumps. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. <laughs> it's like trying to connect the Challenger space program to a kite on some string. Desi, it was a pleasure having you. Uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. From uh, Yolk co-working in beautiful, sunny... Uh, Krakow. And Tom, I said Tom's not here to talk about the weekend <laughs> and the weather. Right? I, I said sunny specifically for Tom. I hope he's hearing us. And uh, it's yeah. very warm outside. It's lovely. It so, so, so what's the plan for the weekend, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> Catch us uh, next week, I guess. Um, goodbye from Yoke uh, Studios. <laughs> See you soon. See you soon. Good Bye. morning. Good evening. Cheers, good Des. Huh? Say goodbye. Goodbye. Good luck editing that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That, that, there goes your weekend. <laughs>